My name is Angela. My name is Nicole. And welcome to the Ominous Stitch Podcast. Everybody. Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Ominous Stitch Podcast. Yay, yay. Yay. I totally forgot how I start this. This is episode <laughs> 80. 80. This is episode 80. I've been doing this 80 times and I forgot how to start times. the episode. <laughs> Sometimes we get brain farts. Oh man, brain farts. They are a real thing. They happen to everybody. Oh my gosh, they happen to me way too many times. <laughs> way too much. Way too much. Too, too much. Oh my gosh. Well, we're in February now. Happy February. Groundhog's Day was yesterday. Oh, that movie, man. (laughs) (laughs) Do you still watch it? I I love that movie. Yeah, it's so good. I still watch it. One of the best. Yeah, I still watch it. It's classic. Oh, hey, hey, Nicole. Hey, what's up? Did you know that the African bull elephant (laughs) (laughs) suffers from short-term memory loss? Really? (laughs) Yeah, I got to remember that one. It's going to be a thing, guys. I love that. <laughs> and here's my my weird ADD kicking it. Okay, okay. you painted your Bigfoot. I pa- Yes, my Bigfoot's up there. Yes, my kids painted it. They had paint. Okay. And, okay, so, okay, back it up, rewind. Back it up, back it up. Rewind. So for for just an after Christmas gift, because you were coming home from Washington. Correct. We went because, to... Because Nicole is nuts, and she always brings me gifts. And I then love I, you. I know. That's my love language. It is. So, yeah, we went to Archie McPhee's, if you all know that, from Seattle, Washington. Woo-woo! Archie McPhee's is one of the best places. It's super weird, super awesome. <laughs> um, but they have a lot of Bigfoot things. And yeah. Like, yes, I love it because, you know, who loves Bigfoot? Me. (laughs) (laughs) I love Bigfoot very much. Yep. And, um, oh, our last Bigfoot episode did not cover this, but have you guys seen, I'm sure all of you have seen the video footage of Bigfoot from the train. That's right. So the train in Colorado, uh, just (laughs) side note, here we go, tangent. Um, This is my stitch. There you go. Oh, is it your stitch? Okay, Bigfoot. So. Uh, a few months back, there were people that were on a sightseeing train in Colorado, and they captured a Bigfoot. Like, it, it's a it Bigfoot. It looks like Bigfoot. Just, just walking across the plane, and then Bigfoot sits down, and then blends in yep. to everything once it sits down. Uh-huh. But like... Camouflaged. It's Bigfoot. Like, what else Who else? What else? Is it? Like, I guess it could be a man in a ghillie suit just <laughs> walking around sitting there. But like... But why? What else is it? Uh, and it's like in the countryside where their houses are. I couldn't tell. I, don't I mean, know. they didn't show. Yeah. They just showed the hillside as they right, were right. going by in this train. But it's so. crazy. It looks just like Bigfoot. Yeah. Yeah. You guys have seen this. Come on. You've seen this. Chime in. What do you think? You can email us at theominousstitch at gmail.com and let us know. Is that Bigfoot? I yes. showed it. I definitely showed it to a couple of our patrons. Hello, Janet and Mike and Becca. Yeah, yeah. Let's go through all of our patrons because it is February. That's so right. So we have Janet, Mike, Becca. Mm-hmm. We have Avery. Correct. We have the OGs, uh-huh. Brittany and Kate. Kate. Mm-hmm. Is that everybody? I think so. Yay, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to our, our patrons. Yeah, our list will grow stronger one day. Yes, let's build that patron army. Woo-woo. We love you guys. Thank you so much for hanging in with us for Thank 80 you. episodes. I know, crazy. Oh my gosh. We're going through it. You guys yeah. are nuts. So anyway. Oh, Bigfoot, yes. Back to the original story. So I bought her, (laughs) I bought Angela 
uh, a Bigfoot. Uh, meditating air- Bigfoot. Yes. Meditating Bigfoot where you could paint it and then an air freshener. Yes. So the ceramic <laughs> was, so who painted it? My daughters painted it. Okay. Yeah. yeah the little one mostly painted Aww, it. She stole it her big good. sister's paint. Yeah. She, she, so what's really funny is that I have a miniature meditating Bigfoot. Yes. Same Bigfoot. And I think my youngest was here when you gave me Bigfoot and uh-huh. she ran and got the meditating Bigfoot. And she yeah. showed me. She's so cute. <laughs> She's like, look, we have one. Yes. So now they are sitting on my mantle. Yay. <laughs> right next to each other. They're adorable. Good job. It Yay. looks awesome. Yeah. Thank you. It's funny because so your good. oldest was like, let's make it purple. Yeah. And my youngest is like, no. <laughs> It needs to look like Bigfoot. It, we are not making it purple. I think it would have been cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I mean, my, my oldest is all about like, let's use all of the colors because yeah. all of the colors need to exist in the world. So cute. She loves colors. I love that. So yeah. I love colors too. And Super. by the way, side yes. note, Nicole side helped note. me pick out some earrings when we were at Disneyland because we have right. to bring back yes. bring back um, toy, uh, presents gifts. for the gifts yep. uh, for the kids. <laughs> presents for the kids I'm not gift giving is not my love language I'm not very good at it and so Nicole is very helpful when I go shopping (laughs) and she found these rainbow earrings they were like rainbow hoops and they had a Kermit the Frog hanging from them and they are so freaking adorable and I pulled them out and I handed them to my oldest and she was like yes yes and she's she's been wearing them and she loves them yeah, they're her That's favorite. She, so good find. Good. They were perfect. I'm glad she loved them. I well, she loves it. Kermit and then the rainbow. They're so pretty. Know. It's got all the colors. So. I love that. <laughs> well, good. Yeah. Well, so I got one more stitch I totally forgot about. Oh, yes. Okay, go ahead. <clears throat> Real quick story. Took Miles to the vet. Yes. As soon as we got back from Disneyland. Uh-huh. This was you know, a while ago now. Uh, I was in there and, and Miles was getting his stuff done and I was sitting out in the, the lobby and this guy had these two little chihuahuas <laughs> and they were so cute. And one had like a Snuggie on, like it was like a, like a big pillowcase uh-huh. and he's like, this calms her down. I'm like, cool, cool, cool. Oh, nice. And she, but she started struggling. She started struggling. And then all of a sudden she gets out of her little Snuggie and she plops down on my flap oh she wanted to sit on you and she's so cute and I was like thank you for letting me have a lap dog but I was like talking to him and I'm laughing and I'm laughing and then the vet tech at the front desk she's like Nicole I'm like yeah you have the best laugh oh you do it's just so cheerful. It is. And I didn't know what to say to that because I have the goofiest laugh. No, you have. I love your laugh. Oh, it's so good. I have a goofy laugh. I, I laugh. love to laugh. Ha, 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 ha. Disney song. Hey! Disney song. <laughs> We've got to make the mic pop every single every time. time. That's yeah. our goal. We were laughing because we were so tired when we recorded the Disney episode a few weeks back for you guys. And we did not sing a single Disney song. Not I'm one. surprised we made it through because we were so tired tired when we made it <laughs> we recorded that it was a rough day and now I finally did a Disney song thank you you, you made up for it but anyway I laugh every episode I'm so sorry that I try not to laugh every time because that's just what I do but I it was very nice of the vet tech to be like hey pointed out yeah that was sweet Aww, I think yay. I have like my husband and I we have a very similar he's got a Dr. Hibbert laugh from the Simpsons <laughs> I always make fun of him <laughs> yes yes <laughs> I can't do it. I love it. But my laugh is very similar, just like higher pitched and goofy. I don't know. I have different laughs. 
So I, I have the one that I do on the podcast, which is yeah, my normal laugh. But uh-huh. my dad can get me to do this weird laugh. And he does it with me. And I once I get going, I can't stop. Oh, I want to hear and it's just a, I probably it, heard it. It kind of goes to a silent. And it's it's one of the <laughs> kind of things. <laughs> You've right? done that way on me. Yes. I'm sorry, guys. That was really loud. <laughs> but yes. So he'll get me to do that because he'll do it too. And then I'll laugh at him doing it. And he's laughing at me doing it. And, and we it can't just can't stop. stop. Yeah. That's so cute. Yeah. Good job, Dad. Thank you. And he does it on purpose now because yeah. he'll just be like, <laughs> and I'm like, damn, don't do it. <laughs> That's so cute. Well, yeah. Anyway, that was my stitch. What's Yay. your stitches? Okay, mine is a little ominous. Uh oh. And not, you not may so have happy. seen it, but not really realized it. Uh-oh. Okay, so you ready? Okay. So I'm. I am very, very close to this place called the Gentle Barn, which is like they're open on Sundays to the public, and basically they rescue farm animals mm-hmm. and they give them a, a really nice life. Mm-hmm. And the woman who owns and operates it is actually an animal psychic, and so I'm sure she's connected Whoa. to a lot of these animals, and you know That's can kind cool. of live their story. But she gives them the best life. They are incredibly well cared for. She has acres and acres and acres of land and, Mm -hmm. you know, all this stuff. And it's a beautiful, wonderful place. If you ever want to go cuddle a cow, she has these big, massive cows that are beautiful. But you go out there and you start brushing them and then you can lay down with them. And they're just, they love it. They, cows love to cuddle. Yes. I've seen and they're that. these big, massive things that love to cuddle. They're like big doggies. <laughs> they are. And they, they're they the weirdest. Like they they look like aliens, which is a wonder <laughs> why aliens love to pick them up. Right. But um, they're Stealing so our sweet. And these are like big, big cows. Anyway, right. so the Gentle Barn is open on Sundays for the public to go and play with the animals and cuddle them and, and meet. They have a ton of different animals, mm-hmm. but they they use the roadside parking. So the road, the parking lot, they have, to, they have, you can park on the road. They do have a lot. And then they also use some of my neighbor's property to park cars on as well. Okay. And then my road to get to my house kind of bypasses all of this, right? Yeah. So I noticed today, Uh I was leaving to take the kids somewhere before you came over. And I noticed today that there's this car seat that's just sitting there. Did you see it? Yes. I thought someone was giving it away. What is the story of this car seat? Because all I'm thinking, I'm like, somebody visited the gentle barn. A family came and visited the gentle barn and decided they didn't need the car seat anymore. I guess. What happened to the kid that goes with the car seat? Oh, you are funny. I Because there's like a little juice box that's sitting in the tray. Oh, and it's like facing the road I'm like is there a kid in there like what is going on you think ominous I think somebody just wants to get rid of a car seat (laughs) I think ultimately that's what happened and they're they're like like, I don't know where to put it yeah we don't need this car seat and they just dumped it exactly but it looked the way it's sitting and facing the road is very ominous to me because it's like sitting upright and Uh facing the road and there's a juice box in it yeah and I'm like why because normally you would think that it would be like, you know, sideways. just sideways and just kind of, you know, I think whatever, just someone discarded. was like, here, let's this put looks this like down it nicely. was very carefully yeah. placed. Yeah, because it's probably a really nice car seat. But they it is a nice car. They seat. didn't want it anymore. And they were like, uh, you don't fit this anymore. Or or like my kids, they either like threw up on it <laughs> <laughs> or got something on it. And they're like, you're too big for it anyway. Let's just put this down. Someone will pick it up. Yeah, but. That's not, that car seat is not, um, you need a booster after that. So yes. did they have a booster? I'm guessing. Oh. <laughs> 
I'm like, what happened to your the brain. kid? Your brain is amazing. It's like, how did they get the kid home? So why is this car seat sitting here? It bothers me, guys. It really bothers me. I don't understand why there's an abandoned car seat because it's not like it's outside of somebody's house. Yeah. It is it's on the, the side of the road, of the road yeah. where you park to go to the gentle barn. I feel like. Why is it there? Again, I feel like maybe someone parked, left it there. Uh, my brain's like. Californians are just being lazy. <laughs> yeah, but like they still had to go somewhere because yeah. they couldn't have just walked home from there. No, they got in their car. They're fine. But with a kid not in a car seat, what happened to the kid? <laughs> Probably too big. <laughs> Kid's too big. Oh, man. You're funny. I so love it. So that's where my brain and like it's been occupying my thoughts all day. I'm like, where? You're <laughs> Where's hilarious. the kid for the car seat? <laughs> when we leave, we'll go check. Okay, we'll go investigate. <laughs> But if we there's puke your, on the car seat, I'm like, oh. Then you're like, no. I'm, I'm you need one of those, what is it, EMF readers and things yeah, just yeah, to yeah, like check yeah, what's yeah. going on. You're funny. I love it. The car seat, man. Okay. Anyway. Well, I'm excited to dive into this week's episode because once again, I have no idea what we're talking about. Really? I thought I told you. You probably did, oh. but you know, it's been a week I think or I told two you and, like at Disneyland or something. Oh yeah. Sure. And then my brain's not going to retain much from Disneyland. No. <laughs> it was such a whirlwind. So much fun. Yeah. And such yeah. a whirlwind. Yeah. So okay. fun. No worries. Yay. Yay. Okay. So we're going to dive in, but before we do that, we got stitch time. Yes. This stitch time is going to be a little different, y'all. I'm excited for y'all. Yeah. My little Texan slipping in every once in a while I still you know there's still little Texas in me even though I've lived in California the majority of you my life you can't get now. rid of the Texas you can't okay uh so are we ready yes let's get stitching okay stitchers so we're going to start embark on a journey Woohoo! You guys ready to go on a journey with me? Yeah, yeah. This is going to be a series of stitches that we're going to be doing because I thought it would be really fun. I'm in the mood to make another mandala blanket. Yay! So I've I made do these. These are I love the mandalas. Do you guys do you say mandala or I mandala? I say mandala. You say mandala <laughs> because of the mandala, mandala effect. effect. Yeah. Oh, side note, side note, my youngest, I believe it was my youngest, recently dove into a bunch of Mandela effects, or it could have been my oldest. I don't know. On one YouTube, of my daughters. Yes. Yes. She and her friend went down this Mandela effect rabbit hole, and they're like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, you guys are so young. You you just wait. <laughs> Once you get a little <laughs> bit older, they'll keep hitting you. But yeah, Crazy. They're, like, they're like, have you heard of the Mandela effect? And I'm like, like yeah, oh yeah, we've done a whole thing on them. <laughs> I do. I know them. But anyway, so I <laughs> I forgot what my side note is. Oh, Mandela, Mandela. Mandela. Mm -hmm. These blankets are awesome or this idea of this pattern is awesome. So I basically agree. it's like a really ornate um they look like are they from India? Yes. I think it's an India thing, yes. an Indian thing. So anyway, there's all kinds of yarn that you can use which I really want to get um mandala yarn. Ooh, so that all the ones that are already colored? Yeah, they're already colored and you don't have to like change cha colors. Yeah. It just changes it as you. you go. That's right. I love those. Those, are those so big cool. cake balls are yes. so cool. Yes. So I really want to get a cake ball and do a mandala doing yes. that. Oh, that'd be but fun. Anyway, mandalas are awesome. I've made a mandala blanket before. I did Sophie's Universe. That's right. Which is a free pattern. You can, let's see, I think it's um, 
nuts about crochet or something like that. I'll have to look that up. But I did it a couple years back and I gave it to my mother-in-law because um, I didn't want my kids to break it. Yeah, like, <laughs> no, don't so much us. work went into it. Right. But anyway, these blankets are so awesome. And so I thought we would do one together Yay! if you guys want to do one with me. Yeah. So this mandala does have a home. It's going to be going somewhere. I'm not giving anything away. But anyway, it, it's I'm making this for some so it's another blanket that I'm not going to hold on to. So I will have Aww. to make one for me because yes. I really want one for me. It's funny me. how many times we make things for other people and then we just don't hold it. And we're like, oh, like, I, I have one. this. Like I have a picture of it. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's all I've But got no, I will make one for me because I really want one of these for me. Good. And the cool thing about these patterns is that you can kind of stop whenever you want or That's you can true. keep going. Yeah. So I've seen these mandalas um, done in like a hoop and you can hang it just Aww. depending upon, you know, however far you want to go with it. You just mm -hmm. kind of crochet it into the hoop. Mm -hmm. And um, so I might do one because I have some spots that I can hang like crochet things. And I think that would be a really pretty. You used to have I, a I do. Yeah, I had one. And then we gave that away to one oh, of our listeners. Right. That's right. So um, I will make, I think I want to make one maybe using the cake to hang. But the one that we're doing is called, now this is funny because this is, it is a crochet along. So she does break it down into parts. Oh, good. There are YouTube videos of this and then also the written pattern and Perfect. it's all free. Yay. Free is awesome. I do highly recommend doing Sophie's Universe because that one is awesome. But the one that I'm doing, I'm, I chose a different one. This is from vcrochetpatterns.com. Vcrochet, just the letter V, crochetpatterns.com. This blanket is called fields of dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> so fields of fields whatever of you want it to be. Fields Please don't of. be fields of poop. <laughs> Just a big brown one. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Oh my I'm sorry. There's my potty humor. <laughs> She's a mom boy or a boy, boy mom. mom that way. She's a boy mom. Mom boy. Mom boy. Oh, boy mom. Okay. That was funny. Uh, so yes, this is the fields of dot, dot, dot. And so part one has rows. Let's see. It starts with, oh, and you do it in the round too. That's Easy. another thing. It's not I front and that. back. Yeah. You do one round, you change colors some things that you and the one thing that's great about this is that you're constantly changing what the stitches that you're doing so if you get bored with doing just we're gonna do double crochets for 30 rows and you're <laughs> like I don't want to do any more double crochets yeah the you're, cha you're changing you're constantly changing and that. you're constantly stitching into different rounds so you have to pay attention am i stitching into <gasps> oh, the round no. that i just did am i stitching into the round three rounds below oh gosh where am i going with it so you're going back and forth with it surprise but it does keep a pattern so once you figure out like for this you know little section here this is what the pattern is and then i repeat that pattern eight, 10, 12 times, however many times it takes you to go all the mm -hmm. way around. You're like, oh, okay, I got the pattern and I go. But you just got to really pay attention which which row you're stitching into oh, gosh. and what your pattern is. And then also keep in mind how you want your colors to look. So look ahead in the pattern mm -hmm. and figure out like, okay. And the, and the good thing about this one and about other mandalas that I've done is that if you are doing one that changes colors, you can look ahead and see like, okay, 
I'm planning my colors this way because this is what they're showing here. You can see what all the rounds look like and be like, okay, my color substitute for this color is this. And then, you know, you can plan it out that way. Nice. So that you kind of have an idea of what colors go where, because if you have bad color sense like me, you can wind up doing something <laughs> that you're like, oh, no. those, those colors don't look good together. And then you have to frog it and you don't want to have to do that. So you can plan out your colors so nice. you know what everything is going. For me, I'm like, okay, so this pink, my substitution for that pink is blue. My substitution for this orange is yellow. My substitution for this green is a different green or whatever, mm -hmm. you know. So you figure out what your substitutions are, what colors you want to do or in what order. Put it all in there. And then you're just working in the round. So pay attention to what round you're going to and you're constantly doing different things. That's so fun. So part one, and when you're starting off, the rounds go very quick because it's a small Tiny. little thing that you start off with. Yeah. And it always looks like a flower right mm -hmm. in the center of the blanket. So let me see how many rounds the part one goes into. And that one looks cool. I like this one. Yes, it's so cool. So in part one, we do round 17. You go into 17 rounds and then that's it. So... Um, but it's so cool. So I'm going to finish making this and um, we'll take progress pictures as we go along, but I might be bringing this mandala up and talking about different stitches in it that I did that I thought were really cool. Or this might be the only time I talk about the mandala. We'll see because this is going to be a gift for Yay! somebody. But anyway, I suggest going and pulling out a mandala and giving it a try because it's so much fun to just keep changing yes. what you're doing. And then you have this beautiful piece of art at the end of it. I so, love that. Anyway. Go do a mandala today. I'm Yay. watching her and I want to do it. And it's so cool. I've been, I've, this was probably one of the first patterns I pinned for Pinterest for crocheting because I was uh -huh. like, this is so cool looking, but I've never attempted. So yeah, one day. But attempted. They're fun. I know. They're it really cool. So pretty. And you're always working on the right side so you can see yeah. everything uh, that's yay. happening. It's really cool. Okay. Well, yeah. out the patrons or stitchers are out there, let us know if you're going to do one. Cause yeah, do one. Let us know if you want to do it with us. Yeah. You can email us at the ominous stitch at gmail com send us pictures of any mandala you have done or that you want to do or and then we can maybe do it together that yeah would be really fun. oh I love that yeah because this is going to be the first of many I love doing these and I am excited to dive into this yeah one and oh get going. let's see how fast she and she's a fast stitcher everybody <laughs> no it's only fast in the beginning because it's small rounds once <laughs> 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 you get into round like 130 and you have Just like very a, 50 billion stitches that you're running around you're like <laughs> I want to be done yeah yeah but that's cool yeah okay we'll track the progress yes we will okay. yay so that's my stitch for I today. Love it. Yay. Okay. Do a mandala today. Yay. Or right. mandala, however you want to say. Mandela. Okay. I'm so ready to dive <laughs> in to this week's episode. And just just know because I made you watch this movie this week and we'll yeah. dive into movie it time. It has nothing to do with it. It does have a lot to do with it. Oh, it does? Well, not yeah. You'll you'll hear. You'll see. Okay. You ready? I'm excited. Okay. Are yeah. we ready? Ready. It's story time. It's funny. I told you this episode, maybe I texted you what I was doing and maybe it was just quick, but yeah, I don't remember anything. My brain is like <laughs> one thing. There's been another. so, so much going on. True. It's just like, I don't true, know, true, true. the mush. Well, we're going to go around the world and we're going to go visit some haunted pubs. <gasps> yeah. Yay! 
do you know see now you see the pub yes i get it because they had to be in the pub and and they had to be drunk Okay, that was we'll get to movie time. Premise. I love it. Okay, all right. So we're not going to go far first. See, when Angela does her, she's like, "Let's go here and here and here." I'm like, "No, we're going to do this nice path." <laughs> <laughs> I drove her nuts with the castles. I knew I was going to. I was like, "I was like, I have to organize these so that it follows you don't a path." Have to where I'm going to drive Nicole nuts, and I'm no. like, "No, we're going to drive her nuts because yeah. there's a reason why I put them in the way that I did because there's a there's probably some haunted stuff going on, right? Yeah. Yeah, because of because cool. of the hauntings and I wanted to like vary it and I love it yeah so we were tic-tacking no, everywhere and Nicole's funny. like I have to go in a path <laughs> it has to make sense <laughs> just like their haunted road trip you gotta follow the path you gotta right? follow the path but my path's still pretty far uh, you know it's gonna go far so the first one we're going to is not too far away like I said we're going up north to Regina Canada which I didn't know there was a Regina Canada um Regina Canada <laughs> to the I didn't know either so yeah. now we do yeah we learned go. something Regina we're going to the Bushwhacker Brew Pub I love that <laughs> and Bushwhacker is W-A-K-K-E-R <laughs> just to mess with you all I love it now this is on the corner of Co- Cornwall and Dudney but Dudney Dudney I love it right but before we dive into the existence of the pub know that before 1912 that street corner held a Chinese laundromat okay unfortunately not much is known about the size and space but we do know that on June 30th of 1912 a huge cyclone <gasps> or what to- or tornado they say it's a cyclone, cyclone right um, oh what yeah it ripped through Regina and many of the buildings were destroyed dozens yeah dozens of people ended up trapped in the rubble and hundreds came to assist those who needed rescuing you don't think about cyclones in canada right it's weird because it's this big big country and continent yeah and and, yeah it's huge anyway approximately 20 people were killed in the immediate vicinity of that chinese laundromat wow yeah on that same land where people lost their lives a warehouse was erected by a man named Stuart, and he hired Stuart Stuart <laughs> and he hired scottish man james strathdy i don't know how to see canadian i don't even know how to spell canadian or, or pronounce strathdy or strathdy what do you think it's just a-t-h s-t-r-a-t-h-d-e-e i would say ah so strathdy oh I'm terribly wrong. <laughs> ah, Strathy. That's very American, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, anyway, Strathy. Sure. From Winnipeg to manage it. He and his wife lived in the cathedral area, which apparently was a nicer area of Regina. And both were members of the elite. Oh, fancy. Yeah. When businesses started booming, another Scotsman named Campbell was hired as his assistant manager. Now, in the 1930s, tragedy struck Strathy as he was involved in a major car accident. The incident left him with serious injuries, including head injuries. Oh, no. Yeah. He did recover, but he never fully returned to normal, which resulted more authority to be given to his assistant, Campbell. Mm-hmm. This spiraled Strathy into a deep depression. I bet. Yeah. One October morning in the late 1930s, Strathy was found lying on the train tracks across the street. Oh, my gosh. A dude. shotgun nearby <gasps> and his head almost blown off. Oh, my gosh, dude. No. Yeah. It was ruled a suicide. However, the whole scene was odd. Why did he choose an unlikely place and time to end it all? Like he shot himself on a train track. 
It's weird. Maybe he just got tired of waiting for the train. <laughs> he had he had his weight. He's so morbid. Anyway, now, so his assistant Campbell took over and the role of distribution changed at that time. The warehouse slowly became obsolete. So then part of the building was used for offices while the Saskatchewan Liquor Board took over most of the storage areas. Then it changed to Regina Modern Furniture, then the Strathy Mall, and the Bushwhacker Brew Pub, which opened January 25th, 1991. And today the pub is still there, but the rest of the building is now a combination of residential condos, offices, and shops. But people who work in the pub and throughout the building have reported some pretty strange events. Over the years, many psychic mediums have visited the pub and almost all feel more than just one ghost still haunting the area. Ooh. Yeah. Late at night, people claim to see a man with a full beard and 1930s clothing out of the corner of their eye. Uh-oh. Most feel inexplicable cold spots. Wes, an employee at the Bushwhacker who had his own bakery on the second floor, claimed he was working at 3 a.m. and a man with the beard and bla uh, brown plaid shirt walked past him. He saw the man not directly in front of him, but neither in the corner of his eye. So he saw something. Yeah. Wes thought he should investigate. So he put down his kitchen tools, turned to have a better look. Nobody was there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, most believe that this spirit to be manager James Strathy and kindly nicknamed him Jim. But there was one person who worked in the building who was a complete skeptic until he had his own strange experience. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dave worked on the third floor of the building as an antique dealer. One night, he had to work really late. He finished up, began turning off the lights and turned into the stairwell and had to lock a big wrought iron gate, which secured all the shops on the third floor. He was alone. When all the lights were turned off and the gate was locked, he noticed that somehow he missed a small three position light glowing faintly at the far end of the floor. Jokingly, Dave yelled out, hey, darn, Jay, Jim, can you turn that light out for me? And before he even turned to move, he witnessed the light turn up from low to medium. <laughs> this made him freeze in his tracks. And then the light went onto high, then oh. completely off. Oh, so he did eventually turn it he off. Was he like was like turning it, it the wrong way. Yeah, he's like, oh, that's not how you do it. This oh, definitely it. had him question his belief on their resident ghost. Now, from CBC News in 2015, Grant Frew, the manager, explained the many small but strange occurrences that happened in the pub. First, he mentioned that the day supervisor told him they witnessed a stranger walk into the private banquet room off the main floor. She followed them in to tell them that the room was off limits, but there was absolutely nobody in the room. And there was only one way in since the other exit was welded shut. Oh. Then Fru went on to tell the story of his night manager that was finishing up paperwork in her office really late one night. When she left her office and rounded the corner, she saw all the clothes hangers swinging as if someone walked by and ran their hand through them. <gasps> but all the doors were closed. No windows or no air vents were nearby. And she was the only one in the building. Oh, man. Yeah. Then assistant brewer Michael Getz shared his chilling story with CBC. He has had some pretty eerie experiences in the basement of the brew pub, but this one really freaked him out. Getz explains, 
I was pushed by something that wasn't there. And I had a red mark on my back <gasps> no. when I went to check it. Oh, no. I was completely stunned. Our head brewer was with me in the room at the time, and he said it looked like I tripped. I just about fell on my face. I got pushed so hard. Oh, man. Yeah. His other experiences involved hearing what sounds like women's voices calling out names. And this is in the early morning when no one is around. But as I mentioned, they believe Jim Strathy is still around and a mischievous ghost. But Fru tries to honor the Scottish heritage by hosting many Scottish events and thinks Jim knows this and leaves him alone. <laughs> like, oh, you're good. Yep. And Fru visits Strathy's grave, even bringing a single malt scotch to him. Oh, well, that's that's very nice. It's very it's sweet. like a nice tradition. It's yes. a good relationship Gestures. to build with your ghost. I like that. Yes. That's sweet. He's very respectful. All right. Now we can travel in our other line to Dublin, Ireland. Dublin. Across the ocean. Yes. So this pub is, I'm going to give you a little history about it. There's not much about the haunting, but at least you know where to go if you want to go to Ireland. So this is where they claim to be the oldest pub in Dublin. It's one of the oldest, but I don't think it is the oldest. And it's okay. called the Brazen Head. <laughs> the Brazen Head. Yes. I love it. Now, there are claims that there have always been a pub at the site of the Brazen Head since 1198. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but there are no documents to support this. However, we do know that it has been licensed alehouse since the mid 17th century. Now, fun fact, the oldest documented pub in Ireland is Sean's Bar circa 900 AD. Holy crap. 900 That's AD. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. People needed even... to drink back then. <laughs> I guess so. But like, I can't even imagine how that's, that's a long, that's a long time, time ago. ago. That is a very over a thousand years. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. That's crazy. I'm not going to do the math. It's no, too no, far no, back no. for me. But... <laughs> wow. That's a oh, that's my gosh. a long time. But the present building of the Brazen Head dates back to 1754, and on its location on Bridge Street, the area at that time was bustling with wealthy merchants and nobility. Then in 1791, the Society of United Irishmen was formed, inspired by the French Revolution. Their goal was to overthrow the British rule over Ireland and create an independent government. Their meetings took place mainly at the Brazen Head, leading to the rebellions of 1798 and 1803. Sadly, these failed miserably, and one of the leaders of the rebellions, Robert Emmett, was beheaded <gasps> on nearby Thomas Street in 1803. Uh-oh. During more upcoming civil wars, the Brazen Head was nearly demolished in 1916 and 1922. Uh-oh. However, the building stood the test of time with a little help. Also to frequently visit the pub was author James Joyce, who penned his classic novel, Ulysses, here. Oh, nice. But as I said, there's only a little bit about the hauntings. The main ghost to visit the pub is rebellion leader Robert Emmett. He is still seen to this day sitting at his familiar spot at the bar. 
Oh, wow. That's cool. So he's a popular haunt. That's cool. Yeah. I'm going to go see him. Let's go see him. I want to go to Ireland, go to Ireland so bad. Becca's going to Ireland. Becca might know. I don't know if she's going to be in Ireland when this releases, but she'll be very close. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Just for funsies. Becca, go to Dublin. I think she's going to be in Dublin. If you're going to go to, go to Dublin, head. go to the Brazen Head. Let us know. Yes. Go seek out this ghost. Yes. I actually have one more that you should go to that's in Dublin. Ooh. We're going to go to this next one. Okay. Okay. So I'll, I'll tell you what it is, but just know the Glasnevin Cemetery in Dublin was finished in 1832 and it was Ireland's first non-denominational graveyard. Only a year later, John Cavanaugh's father-in-law gave him a pretty nice gift, a pub that oh. shared a wall with the Glasnevin Cemetery. Oh no! <laughs> is that a gift though? <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Okay. You get to run a bar. Yay. And to this day, the Kavanaugh family still owns this quaint pub, John Kavanaugh, or known as the Gravediggers. <laughs> and not much. This is the cool part. Nothing has really changed on the interior. Oh, which is cool. that's cool. Yeah. So the pub's nickname, the Gravediggers, is not what you quite expect. Now, back when another outbreak of the Black Death hit Ireland in the 1800s, Gravediggers were the only people not allowed inside the pub since they had been outside burying rotting bodies all day. Oh. Yeah. And the yeah. owner didn't want them spreading the disease around. Makes sense. So although they're probably the ones that are like most in desperate need of a drink at that point. Exactly. Right? Exactly. That's why they didn't they didn't want to not serve them, yeah. but they they figured out this. They solved it because everyone, right, deserves the drink. They yeah. made a, a hole in the wall in which ah. grave diggers can maneuver their shovel into. Ah. <laughs> On the shovel, they nice. placed a few coins, and then the bartender would take these and replace them with a pint of Guinness. Ah, yay! Yeah, so they got their drink. But of course, many grave diggers would stop by throughout the history of the pub to grab a drink after work. And many customers were those coming out of funerals from the cemetery next door. Mm -hmm. But so, okay, well then, I guess yeah. it makes sense that that's a good bar to you, have. You have a, you steady, have a steady stream. Yes, of customers. exactly, and all the locals too. Mm -hmm. The pub boasts plenty of paranormal activity, though. I mean, based on its location, how can it not be? Right, right. right. Head chef Siren. Is it Karen? Oh, it's probably Karen. C-I-A-R-I-N, but it's Irish. Yeah. Somebody guess it's Karen. Karen. Yeah. So head chef Karen shared his story with Dublin live, and it involves his sister, Anne. So their family home was directly above the pub. Oh. Yeah. That's fun. That is fun. And at the age of 17, Anne was just falling asleep when she noticed a young girl with brown curly hair wearing a white nightdress with a frilly collar just sitting at the foot of her bed. Oh. <laughs> chilling and oh, kept blinking and then realized <gasps> she was wide awake <laughs> oh my gosh the little girl then smiled and vanished oh no 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 <laughs> not when i'm trying to sleep people i don't like it when the ghosts wake you up and they're on your bed yes right? i don't want them to touch me on my bed i don't want no. them to pull the blankets nothing off of with me. my bed no no that's no. my safe spot man <laughs> No, because then I won't feel safe anymore, right? Yeah. Like, how what? can you sleep in that bed? You're again? gonna think it's she's gonna come visit again. Like, yeah. I mean, she didn't do anything. She just sat there and blinked and then smiled and smiled. Yeah. Oh gosh. Thanks. <laughs> cool, man. Hi. But yeah, not cool. So, and then Karen notes that spooky things happened all the time. Things fall on their own, and there are weird noises. He mentions that when his late father ran the pub, he never accepted credit cards. 
in modern times, Karen decided to purchase a credit card reader to keep up with, you know, they had to keep up with now. Right, yeah. Like, keep up with modern yeah. times. But the machine inexplicably breaks down all the time. Oh, and oh, Karen no. believes it's the spirit of his father. <laughs> He's like, no, no credit cards. No credit cards. No credit. <laughs> Use your cash. It's like, Dad, yeah, stop it. Exactly. <laughs> and once a medium came by when his father was still alive, he actually had a lot of mediums and people come by because he wanted to check out the place. But uh -huh. they had a seance where she drew a man standing next to his father that looked exactly like his grandfather. <laughs> and she also noticed the ghost of a dog outside. Oh, puppy. Yes. And Karen claims there are ghost dogs all over. Aww. But he passed on a story about a real dog and his uncle that was pretty spooky. You ready? Oh, yep, yep, yep. So one night his uncle Jack was locking up the pub and counting the till when a familiar German shepherd came by and wanting in. Apparently the dog was a grump that he wasn't allowed in when customers <laughs> were there. But he would occasionally let him in after the bar closed because he was really nice to Jack. Mm -hmm. So... He also seemed like good protection while counting the money. Makes which, sense. Yeah, yeah, I'd want that. At one point, Jack had to go upstairs for something. And when he returned to the door to the bar to greet the dog, he was growling with his hackles raised while backing out of the bar. Uh-oh. Jack presumed there were robbers inside, even though he couldn't see anyone. So he tried to get the dog to attack but the dog wouldn't budge. He kept going backwards out of the bar. That's if your dog is growling and going backwards, you get out exactly. of there. Exactly. Oh was my just gosh. So scared. So Jack then assumed some unseen supernatural entity scared the living daylights out of the dog. Jack locked the internal door, left the money on the counter, <laughs> put the dog outside in the backyard, and he climbed upstairs to try and sleep, but did not get much. Yeah. In the morning, he came back downstairs. The money was still in its place, thankfully. Good. He let the dog out. Dog was like, yes, let me out of here. Who <laughs> let the dogs out? Who? 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 Yes. So that was his story with the dog. Uh, that that would, I would probably do the same thing. Leave the money. I would probably poop my pants and freeze <laughs> for a few minutes. Right. And then like, yeah, it yeah, would I'm be out the of same here. thing. Yeah. Not cool. Mm -mm. Then in the 1980s, when Eugene Cavanaugh, which was Karen's father, ran the bar, he had a repeat ghost appear in the bar frequently, which he called the man in tweed. Aw. From the Atlas Obscura website. Sometimes Eugene had to shuffle out stragglers in the wee hours of the night when the bar was closing. On one of these nights, the man in tweed appeared for what would be the first of several times. Ooh. Eugene yelled at the boys to get on back to their homes when they retorted that it was unfair that the old guy at the other end of the bar got to stay nursing his Guinness. <laughs> at first, Eugene just thought the lads were being drunk and silly. He claimed that he knew every pint he'd served that night, especially in the waning last few hours. I'd have served him that pint and I haven't served anyone a Guinness, he'd say, says Kieran. Look, my dad would continue. There's nobody there. And sure enough, no one was. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. But, <laughs> but an empty glass of Guinness sat on the bar. Oh. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. The boys would have described what he looked like. A point, a little pointy beard and a wristwatch with a chain that led to his waistcoat. A real Victorian look. 
Oh, nice. So the, the man, man in tweed. tweed. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Lastly, regulars have many of their own tales of ghostly sightings at the bar, and usually they involve their own relatives that are buried in the graveyard next door. Oh, that's sweet. So they're still visiting. Yeah. Okay, we now hop over to the UK. So it's really close. And this one that I'm going to claims to be one of the most or the most period haunted pub in the United Kingdom. Does that make sense? Like okay. number one haunted. I am the number one haunted pub. Yes. Yes. Fight me. <laughs> That's where yes. it's going. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. And for what it's worth, the building or at least the pub itself dates back to the 13th century, claiming to be the oldest pub in Nottingham. And that's only in Nottingham. <laughs> okay. So that's really old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about the ye old Salutation Inn in Nottingham, UK. There's a picture of it. I've been showing you pictures. Sorry. That's okay. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. I want to go there. It's so cute. Yep. Now, how haunted is this pub? One landlord claims that there are 89 different resident apparitions oh in this building. Oh my gosh, can you imagine counting all of the apparitions? How do you <laughs> count that? How do you do you write them down? I'm guessing there's a list he's keeping track of. Oh my gosh. Could you like imagine experiencing all 89 of them? No. Oh, that's a no, lot. That's, that's a, a lot. lot. <laughs> that is too many. Too many ghosts. The building resides over large man-made caves. <gasps> yes, that's spooky caves. too. But let's go back to the start. First, the caves. Historians believe these were created as early as the ninth century for farmers of the Saxon farm to keep food cool before domesticated refrigeration. There are two levels of rock-cut cellars with stone slab shelves. The earliest known alehouse was in the 13th century called the Archangel Gabriel Salutes the Virgin Mary, constructed in 1240. (laughs) It's a long name. Yes. According to Wikipedia, the name which refers to the Hail Mary greeting given by Gabriel to Mary, mother of Jesus, was one commonly given to the guest houses of religious institutions, leading to speculation that it may have been associated with either the White Friars Carmelite Monastery or Grey Friars Franciscan Friary, which were both nearby, but no documentary evidence has been found to support this. Crusading knights are said to have stopped for food at the alehouse on their way to the Holy Land. Okay, wow, that's pretty cool. That's pretty neat. Yeah. The name changed in 1336 under King Edward III's rule to Ye House by Ye Sign of Salutation. And then by 1360, the building is believed to have been a workshop for the city's tanner while he lived up above. Then by the year 1414, this is so long time ago, the building belonged to John Alistair, who set it up as a private dwelling as well as a hostel for travelers and journeymen. During this time, the caves provided a hiding place for Jews escaping persecution, a home for a colony of lepers, and servants' accommodation and brewing space for the alehouse and hostel. That's an interesting collection of, of things, of, right? Just for those caves. <laughs> but, but like the lepers down there, yeah, that's sad. That's weird. But yeah, yeah but like hiding Jews. Jews yeah, yep. that's that's awesome. That's pretty like, cool. I mean, it's good they were trying to save them. And yes. like, but yeah, that's a. There's a a lot, lot of crazy energy purposes for that. Exactly. For, caves. for the caves. Yeah. So now you see why it's like. Yes, got I get it. a lot it. of different energy. It's got a lot of energies. Yeah. yeah. 
So the building changed around during the English Civil War, and by 1660, the inn was given its current name. However, a brothel took over where the current dining room is, and a sweet shop took over what is now the Cromwell Room. <laughs> nice. So brothel and sweets. Nice. By the late 17th century. Get some sugar and then some sugar. More sugar. <laughs> the inn became a very shady place. Uh, yeah. Where highwaymen would hang out, a.k.a. robbers, but took a better turn at some point. Doesn't say when, but... Highwaymen. Yay. Yeah. Throughout its time, many deaths occurred in and around the building, which include at least three landlords, all named John. Oh, well, yeah. that's easy to remember. <laughs> Hello, my name is John. John. You're John. I can't <laughs> seem to find exact dates for all the three landlords, but the first is said to have hanged himself upstairs. Oh, no. Yeah. The second landlord, we do know that in 1820 served poison to himself and family on accident. The domestic oatmeal had been contaminated with arsenic procured to exterminate rats. Oh, no. Yeah. Landlord John died, but thankfully the rest of his family survived. And the third landlord, John, fell down the cellar stairs and broke his neck. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Not pretty, it's not good to be named John. And <laughs> John was unlucky. Yeah. Now, publican, which I, this is, a, I learned something new every time, is a person who owns or manages a bar. I learned a new word. Publican. Yay, publican. I asked my husband. He's like, I don't know. A Republican? <laughs> I was like, no, publican. Uh, publican? No, publican. So publican Jason Watson of the cell in 2019. John is fastidious about the cleanliness of his cellar. If it's not absolutely spotless, he slams doors and throws things. <laughs> My first encounter with him. So this is the John that fell down the cellar, I'm guessing. Uh, yeah. yeah. My first encounter with him was when I first moved to the pub. The cellar needed a really good clean. So I'd spent about 18 hours down there sorting it out. I popped upstairs briefly, and when I returned, there was a really old half-pint glass of beer in the middle of the floor. <laughs> I'm absolutely 100% sure that nobody else had been down there. Oh, that's Always cool. the empty, half-empty glasses of beer. Isn't that fun? It's nice that they're like still enjoying their libations. Yes, there you go. <laughs> uh, he goes on to say, I get on pretty well with John now. I've even forgotten to close the cellar door on my way back up to the pub before now and jokingly shouted back, close the door for me, John. And he, it has slammed shut. <laughs> so he's helping him out. I love that. Yeah. John still works there. He's still there. Yay, John. Another ghastly apparition is that of a pirate. <gasps> yeah. Nice. I love pirates. pirates. It is said he had fallen into a well in the cellar caves when trying to hide. He drowned. Then there is the drinking highwayman ghost who can be spotted drinking on the ground floor bar. Okay, but this is a picture of that well. Oh, no. See how deep it is? Yeah, and you can't. It's like no. smooth sided. You can't you won't get, up. Be able to get out. Yeah. Oh, pirate, man. Now, here's what's fun. There's a reoccurring sighting in the cellar of a legion of Roman soldiers emerging <gasps> from the wall. Oh, what? That's cool. Right? That march through the cellar and then disappear into the wall on the opposite oh, side. Oh, that is so cool. Romans, dude. Oh, I want to see that one. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. 
But the main ghost who haunts the cell is that of a small girl. Oh, no. Yeah. The local legend doesn't state exactly when the tragedy took place, but Rosie, a five-year-old flower seller, was right outside the cell when she was accidentally struck by a carriage in the courtyard. Oh, no. Yeah. The locals then carried her down to the caves, thinking it would keep her cool and comfortable until the doctor arrived. But alas... Little Rosie passed away before the doctor arrived. Soon after the accident, visitors of the pub began to complain about feeling scratched. And when they investigated further, they noticed four small scratch marks as if they had been scratched by a small child. Whoa. This didn't just occur over a day or a few months. This went on for two weeks straight. Sorry. Yeah. Two Two weeks weeks straight where people were just getting scratched and they... Oh, little scratches. Then the superstitious landlord at that time decided to take a doll down to the cave specifically for Rosie. And just like that, the scratching stopped. (gasps) Oh, wow. Yeah. To this day, customers and staff continuously bring dolls and teddy bears down to the cave as gifts for little Rosie. Oh, Rosie. Now, I can't move on to the next pub without this last funny tidbit. Ready? I'm ready. Back on October 25th of 2019, the Sal put on a Halloween event. Karaoke purge night. It's legal. <laughs> it's legal to murder a song. Oh, <laughs> I love that. That's good. That's good. So good job, Sal. Okay, I'm going to stay in England or the United Kingdom. So I had a fun time discussing York. Remember York? Yes. And episode With all the spikes. Ten. Yes. yes. The episode heads ten. On the spikes. Yeah. Haunted colleges part two. Yes. So. Creepy town, especially since at one point the International Ghost Research Foundation claimed York to be the most haunted city in Europe. Yes. I remember, like, York stays in my brain because of all the heads on spikes everywhere. Yes. Spooky. Yes. Not cool. Don't like it. So by that logic... The Golden Fleece should be the most haunted pub then, right? Oh, okay. But, you know, who knows? The pubs can fight it out. But (laughs) the haunts of this location are eerily similar to those from Yield Salutation Inn. Like, creepily similar. Oh. But first, the history. Which I'm going to show you here. This is a picture of it. This is the building. Oh, wow. That's cool. It's like a skinny, tall little building. It's like Sirius Black's house. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> it I is. put that in my notes. It is. <laughs> it's very tall and skinny. Okay. So the history is actually a slight mystery. Oh, we history know, mystery. History mystery. We know from the York archives that the building has at least been standing since 1503, as that is when it was first mentioned ever. So who knows how much longer it could have been there. Mm. Yeah, so this squash building is situated right in the middle of York on a street called Pavement. Pavement? Yes, that's like the city center. Okay, very cool. (laughs) And inside, you can feel how old it is. Since there were no such things as building codes back in the 1500s or earlier, it was built with a wooden frame, but no foundations. Oh, (laughs) that's not good. (laughs) So the floors, ceiling, and doors are all slightly crooked and feel almost gravity defying. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah, I got to see it. That's that's so wonky. That's going to mess with your brain. So and I have like motion sickness. You think I can handle oh, it? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
York believes that the structure was once owned by members of the Merchant Adventurers Guild who traded in fleece and wool. Thus, why there is a large golden fleece hanging above the door and the name. Yes. We do know it has been an inn since 1656, but officially licensed since 1668. The later... In the early 18th century, the building was owned by John Peckett, Lord Mayor of York around 1702, and his wife, Alice Peckett. The backyard of the inn is dubbed Lady Peckett's Yard. Nice. The, yeah. The inn was restored and rebuilt sometime in the 19th century, and today there are four bedrooms above the inn. Interestingly enough, one of the four bedrooms had a bathroom that disappeared from floor plans for over 200 years. <laughs> but <laughs> I know it was discovered in 2000. Oh, hey, <laughs> look, it's a bathroom. <laughs> right? Like, how did they do that? How did you lose a bathroom? Oh, anyway. that's so funny. And note that prisoners who were sentenced to death were hung at Bale Hall. Then their lifeless bodies were carried over to the cellar of the Golden Fleece, where <gasps> their bodies remained until claimed by relatives. No! It's like a morgue without being a morgue. Exactly. That's why That's it's spooky. haunted. Well, very, that is very so spooky, spooky. Right? All right, so now on to the haunts. It is said that there are at least 15 different residing ghosts in the inn, and one of them is Lady Alice Peckett. She is often seen by guests wandering up and down the stairs in the middle of the night. Oh, oh no. Yeah. People claim she is also the one to move furniture around if it displeases her. <laughs> yeah, she's all about feng shui, guys. Yeah. And similar to the cell, staff have often seen Roman soldiers. <gasps> I love the Roman soldiers. Armor. That makes me so happy. They march through the inn cellar just like the other one and <gasps> disappear into the walls. Oh, that's so cool. I think these are physical imprints. Like they're so strong. Like Yeah, it's a residual. Yes. It's like so strong. They just keep they doing keep it. Doing it. Oh, it's Spooky. so cool. Yeah. I want to see it. I want to see the Legion of Roman I soldiers. I want to like walk through them when they're doing ah! it. <laughs> That'd be so weird. It'd be so weird. <laughs> Okay, another similar apparition to that of the Sal is another ghost kid. This time, it's a little Victorian boy that is believed to be trampled by a horse while playing in front of the pub. Very similar, right? Yeah, it's very similar to Rosie. Yep. He's more of a shy ghost, so not as seen as the other paranormal visitors here. But when he makes his presence, he's a little mischievous in that he plays innocent pranks on the living. After the prank has been pulled, people claim to hear soft giggling. <laughs> it's like, ha, ha. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> yeah. When he is seen, he is in the bar area. Next, we have two apparitions lovingly nicknamed One Eye Jack and, ah. the, and the Grumpy Man. <laughs> <laughs> now, these two are usually spotted together. So if you hear one, you're going to hear about the other. Okay. One Eye Jack can be seen wearing a 16th or 17th century red frock coat and is always carrying an old fashioned pistol. And the grumpy man is spotted sitting at the bar just like any other patron of the pub, but he's always staring angrily at other customers. Uh-oh. If he is approached, he is known to mutter angry curse words and then vanish. Oh, That's no. why he's the grumpy <laughs> the man. The grumpy man. People claim he leaves behind a feeling of dread. Both are seen at the bottom bar of the pub. And the last main ghost that is seen frequently is that of Jeff Monroe, a Canadian airman. He was staying at the hotel during World War II when he either fell or jumped from the upper windows. Aww. 
When there are visitors of the inn on the third floor, some will see him just staring at the customers, donning his full military uniform. He never speaks. He just gazes at customers for a while and then disappears. Oh, wow. So he's still there. Now, this is fun. A writer for the website Metro decided to stay the night at the Golden Fleece, bringing an old friend with him. They planned to stay in one room, but then because it was a slow night, they were each given their own room. (laughs) That night, while brushing his teeth, preparing for bed, he constantly felt like he was being watched. Right at midnight, he sat bolt upright in bed due to troubled sleep. He watched the dark corridors and thought he was seeing shadows moving, but he wasn't sure. Mm -hmm. Instead of being curious and checking it out, he threw his sheets over his head and went back to sleep. (laughs) It's like, nope, nope, nope. And his way out of that one. Yeah. Then he was rudely awoken again by something heavy being dragged on the floor. He checked the clock and noticed it was 5 a.m. Then thought it was probably the cleaners moving the bar furniture. So he fell back asleep. Later, when he met up with his friend for breakfast, they shared their experiences. Both had the same being watched feeling. They also both woke up at 5 a.m. to the loud dragging sounds. Later, as they were checking out, they chatted with the barmaid. And sure enough, there were no cleaners at 5 a.m. <laughs> the barmaid said it was common for overnighters to hear the sound of moving furniture in the late hours, early morning hours. <laughs> I think it's Lady. It's Lady. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. She's, she's moving the furniture around. Yes. She's like, I don't I'm not like happy. this. Yep. Lastly, the Golden Fleece was featured in the local news recently because they morbidly showcased the real skull of elizabeth johnson (gasps) what yeah after she was found guilty for intending to fraud the bank of england with a forged one pound blank note one pound dude one pound oh my gosh they sentenced her to death oh my gosh that's like um what was his name tall tall jim or whatever his name stealing the the rowboat yeah yeah dumb she was hanged on august 23rd 1800 Now, unsure how the pub was able to keep her skull, I'm guessing no one claimed her body, but somebody stole her skull. Yeah. Somebody stole her skull? Somebody stole her skull. Why? Don't and be then, morbid. Were right. they doing Macbeth or something? I have no <laughs> idea. A few weeks later, the skull was returned, so maybe a bad luck pursued them. But Ooh, there you go. So they maybe. have a living skull just in a case in their, ho- in, their, in their pub. So fun with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's creepy. Yeah. Okay, I have one more. We're going all the way over to Sydney, Australia. <laughs> Yay! Australia. Now, before I dive into this, I was laughing because every bar I research pub in international, they're all inns. I, I oh, so yeah, that? yeah. Which I think is smart because it's like, oh, come stay here, but then come have drinks so that you can just go back to your room. Yeah. Like that's smart. I didn't it think is. about that. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of, a lot of establishments like came out, like started that way. It wasn't just a pub house. You right. Know? It was like a pub and uh, in. Yeah. So that, yeah. Like they're all that way. Yeah. So I have to do an episode sometime about, I guess, haunted inns because they, they call them inns more than pubs. I yeah. That was interesting. Yeah. Anyway, this one's very similar. So in Sydney, Australia, They have the oldest pub there, too, the Hero of Waterloo. Now, the name of the hotel or pub refers to the Duke of Wellington, who defeated Napoleon at the Battle of Waterloo. And the building was constructed in 1843 by George Patton, a Scottish stonemason who hired convicts to help. (laughs) (laughs) So apparently, if you look closely at the walls of the building, you can still see the chisel marks of the convicts who carved them. 
1845. George Patton obtained the first public license for the hero of Waterloo. At this time, visitors consisted of crews of the whaling and sealing vessels that docked at Miller's Point, as well as garrison troops of the colonial days. Soon after, in the same year, September 2nd, Thomas Kirkman became the hero's second license and had been sentenced to seven years transportation at Dublin City of 1791. He was a convict, guys. Yeah. So he came over and he's like, oh, I'm just going to buy this. So the rumor that he was part of the Irish rebel. So only uh, four years later, Kirkman's wife, he was married at the time now, mysteriously falls down the stairs at the hero. She breaks her neck and dies. Oh, no. More on her later. Oh. Yeah. Now, the hero at Waterloo thrived throughout the years, but there is an ominous legend about the Waterloo. There is a secret tunnel running from the cellar of the hotel to the harbor, and this tunnel was used for rum smuggling and the involuntary recruitment of sailors. Yay! Because the number of whales was sharply declining and the voyages more longer and treacherous, it was hard for sailors to rustle up crew. So they ended up paying locals and publicans to Shanghai men for the ships. No. I have the Shanghai thing. That's Shanghai. so evil. Yep. So an unsuspecting patron would come in, would be blind drunk at the bar. The publican would drop a drug in their drink. They would pass out. The publican then dropped him through a trap door into the cellar, then dragged through the tunnel and would wake up aboard a clipper. Some of these men never returned, either lost at sea or murdered. And some never made it out of the tunnels. So mm. to this day, the downstairs cellar walls still hold shackles from the past. <gasps> and the entrance to the smuggler's tunnel can still be seen. Ooh, yeah. creepy. It's very spooky. Many paranormal investigators and mediums make their way to the hero of Waterloo. Now, first, this is fun. Once a Buddhist monk stopped in, knowing nothing about the sordid history of the building, he walked over to the landing above the cellar stairs and immediately said, she died under here. <gasps> what? And she refers to the main ghost of the building, wife Anne Kirkman. Oh. So remember when I said she fell? Fell, yeah. Down no, the she died first and then they pushed her down the stair. No. Okay. What happened? Tell me. <laughs> I love you. So the story goes that Anne discovered Thomas was having an affair with a younger girl <gasps> oh. who was also pregnant with his child. Oh. And Thomas figured, well, I might as well kill my actual wife and throw her down the cellar stairs. Oh, my gosh. So pretty Thomas. sure he, know he killed her. Poor decisions, dude. Yep. But, you know, he was also in like he was a criminal. Yeah. And in the Shanghai he was a bad guy. And, yeah. But Anne... Never left the building. No way, man. Nope. Staff and, yeah, staff and many customers still encounter her spirit today. Ivan Nelson was the publican of the Waterloo Inn from 1988 to 2013. And when he passed, his wife, Kazuko Nelson, took over ownership. When Ivan was alive and Kazuko had just started working at the hotel, he told her that if someone runs screaming out of the women's toilets, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry don't worry because it's the ghost <laughs> since then many customers indeed have run out of the bathroom and would proceed to tell Kazuko that when they looked into the mirror they saw a lady standing right behind them and when they turned to look she vanished no one in the near vicinity uh. so she's there now, Kazuko often spent her time in the penthouse above the Hero of Waterloo, and in the middle of the night, after everything was closed, she could hear the sound of someone playing the piano. At first, she thought someone was sneaking in and playing, so she had a camera installed. 
after observing the footage, no one was coming in or out and the piano was still playing. <gasps> Ivan reassured her it was okay. It was just Anne. <laughs> He's so nonchalant. It's just Anne. It's just it's Anne. Okay. But after, after hearing it so frequently that Kazuko couldn't sleep, they decided to move the piano down to the cellar. Oh, so she could just play it down in the cellar. Yeah. They're like, we're not going to get That's rid of nice. it. We're just going to move it because I, I want to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go, Anne. Yeah. So Anne's still around. Then there's the Duke room. Kazuko mentions that she typically hires university students and backpackers from England, Scotland, and Wales. All of them have one thing in common. They fear going up to into the upstairs function space, the Duke room. Uh-oh. Yep. All claim to feel someone or something touching and blowing on their necks. <gasps> they all end up running out of there. <laughs> Kazuko even claims to hearing phantom footsteps walking in and out of the room. And when she knows no one has been in the space, she will notice the chairs around the dining table move typically towards the fireplace. And they notice this all the time. It's not <laughs> just Kazuko. Uh-oh. Now, before I finish with the Hero of Waterloo note, a journalist with Australia's News.com decided to visit the hotel with Sydney's top paranormal investigators, medium clairvoyant Raylene Cable and paranormal investigator Michelle Janes. While in the Duke room with the lights off, Raylene introduced the group and after an hour, her attention repeatedly went to the fireplace. She sensed a male spirit and claimed Stan or Stanley was the culprit behind the nightly musical chairs. Oh. Yeah. Soon, though, the journalist could swear he felt heavy pressure on his neck. And when Raylene glanced towards his way, she declared she could see a spirit sitting next to him. Dude, no. I'd be like, and yep, jump up I'm and get gone. out of my chair. Nope, done, I'm not in done. this room anymore. Oh, man. When they made their way down to the cellar, Raylene claimed that there was a ghost named George at the entrance of the tunnel where he was stabbed in the chest and died right there. <gasps> oh, no. Raylene was also certain that more than one sailor died in the tunnels. After they parted ways from the haunted building, the journalist received a text message from Raylene claiming she went through the EVP and clearly caught a voice saying hello in the oh, cellar. What? Oh, and that's the hero at Waterloo. I love it. So, Except I'm like, sorry that that um, the I forgot what her name is. The wife. And and I'm sorry for Anne because that's not cool. Man. Not cool and not fair. Nope. But I hope she's happy now with her piano. Yeah. And, and she gets a place to stay and it's pretty cool. Yeah. And, but yeah. Aww. Yeah. That sucks, man. That's so good. So haunted pubs. Now I was telling Angela before this as I'm done. Uh huh. Um, I was trying to find one in Asia, like somewhere in Asia. Really, I can't find anything listed online about haunted pubs or bars in Asia. That's crazy. Yeah. If you've been to a haunted pub or bar in Asia, we want to know. Yes. You can email us at theominousstitch@gmail.com and tell us your experiences. It doesn't have to be in Asia. It could be anywhere. But that's very weird that you didn't have any. No couldn't find any experience maybe they just keep it very close to their vest and they don't want to advertise their pubs that way i don't or... know there's many haunted places there yeah many i mean you can places. find all the haunted places but and bars in that's particular so interesting maybe they just don't care to, to haunt bars interesting so. that's cool well, anyway. this was so cool i love i i just i don't know i love the history probably the romans Right? Going through. That's like the coolest thing That's to so me. That's so cool. But I love how respectful everybody is of their ghosts. 
Yes. I do want to go to the to the two. Becca, go to the ones in Dublin. Yes, the Brazen Head. The Brazen Head and, and the Grave Diggers. The Grave Diggers, yeah, with the hole in the wall. Yes. <laughs> I want to hear about those. Those would be fun. Yeah, yeah tell really us about cool. it. Tell us about them. Oh, that was so good. I love, I just, I love ghost stories. I love hearing about ghosts. It's my favorite thing. Me so too. I love it. Thank That's you, fun. Yay. Yay. So good. Okay. So, oh, let me do my little plug before we throw get it over the time. So as I mentioned before, if you have had any spooky experiences uh, in a pub or a bar here or abroad, we want to know. You can email us at theominousstitch at gmail.com. You can also jump over to podbean.com. That is where we host our little web, our little website. <laughs> <laughs> Podbean is the website where we host our little show for you guys, our little podcast. So you can get show notes from this episode and see how cute all these little inns are, the bars and inns. I mean, what do you say? Pub and inn? Pub, pub, in, pub, in. Pub in. <laughs> it's really in. They're, yeah, they but they're, they're pubs, though. But they have pubs. Yeah. In. So anyway, you can uh, see all of the show notes from this episode or any other previous episode. You can also click on the little button in the upper right hand corner and become a patron. Join our little patron army. We will send you stuff. Uh, you really do help us keep this going for you guys. So yeah, we yeah. appreciate you guys. We love you guys. And it's just another way for us to connect to you as well as continue doing at least 80 more episodes for you guys. Number I want to keep going. Yeah, we want to keep going. Yeah. Uh, you can also jump over to any of our social medias. We are on all the things. Nicole posts diligently when I she try. gets a moment to. She's been swamped with work lately, <gasps> you guys. You have no idea. I'm super <laughs> proud of her for even like coming up with an episode today. So <laughs> All my free time. I got kids first. And uh -huh. then I'm like, okay, I kind of throw that episode yeah. research in. so we need more patrons so nicole can quit her job and, and this can be her job oh my gosh wouldn't be that amazing. be cool <laughs> that would be awesome guys i would it's crochet all day it's we also we want to open up our shop because yeah. i want more time to crochet yeah <laughs> become patrons so we can crochet <laughs> yay we want to crochet for you we do we want we i love crocheting for people it's Me so too. fun okay Ah, right. we got to move on to One movie more. time. Yes. yes. So become a patron. Go on all of the social medias. Email us. I covered everything. Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's movie time. This movie was so <laughs> funny. The premise of it just cracked me up. So let's get yeah. into it. It's movie time. Movie time. This week's movie review, Grabbers, released in 2012, IMDb rating of 6.3 stars and synopsis. When an island off the coast of Ireland is invaded by blood-sucking aliens, the heroes discover that getting drunk is the only way to survive. <laughs> this premise like cracked me I up so much. I love this movie. <laughs> they're like, they're allergic to us drinking, so everybody has yeah. to get drunk. I'm like, are they feeding alcohol to the little children? I, there they were no there children. There were no children, yeah. You notice that? Yeah. I was like, that's a weird, like, they yeah. had to go around that. Yeah, so they were like, no we're kids. not going to show any kids. There's no kids on of the course. island. Or they're hiding. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was I was telling Nicole during the break and I was like, wait, no, no, no. I got to save it for, for the movie. Yeah. 
these aliens, the way that they look, they remind me of the starfish. Yes. <laughs> and the Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Yeah. <laughs> that is a very good observation. That one yeah. definitely was more of a starfish. Uh-huh. This one had more like tentacles. Yeah, it was things. more like an octopus starfish. With a, like a, or I'm sorry, a, a sea a star, not starfish. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and a squid like the, the, thing. The projectile yes. that sucks your blood. Yes. Oh, it's a vampire. Yes. So I've never heard of this movie. Uh-huh. I was looking up haunted pubs and bars nothing and i was like okay what about horror movies with bars in it and i was like there's a bunch of like very quick shawn of the dead <laughs> that is one <laughs> but you had to pay for that oh bummer that's such a I good movie i, I would have watched of that the with dead. you and i love that movie to death <laughs> but i was like i don't want to rent it after i've seen it like a hundred you know, times, times yeah. yeah so this movie's free on tubi and i was like cool it's irish and it's about a bar and it's like <laughs> solely in a bar yeah and it's got some horror like it's got uh, aliens aliens but yeah. it's it's supernatural comedy too it's very it's fun it's super fun i the premise of it is what gets me i'm yes. like okay so here's the the hard part for me because i'm american and i'm not used to a lot of different accents mm. Their accents are not bad unless they're bad on purpose. Yes. And then they make fun of that, which yes. is really funny. So they're really clean accents. And so they're easy to understand, easy to follow what they're saying. Most of the time they do use some slang that I'm like, I don't know what that is. Like you, there was kept, a word that you were word. like, what I is that? I forgot it. And I will look it up later. I promise. And I'll tell you next episode or some time. But it was like carrier, cane, ca- cave. It had a C-A-I something. But it was like he would say it. It was towards the end. He'd say it like as if it was like something great or like happy. I think. I don't know. Uh-huh. But I was like, what is that? He keeps saying it. <laughs> but my favorite was feck. Feck. <laughs> feck off. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah. I was like, I've never heard that. It's so I love cute. Irish accent. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. And so most of the time it was easy to understand. Yes. And then the premise is they all have to get drunk. So of course they slur even more and which like I'm lost. I that's funny <laughs> so was, you're right pretty good but my favorite is smith the marine biologist but they didn't call him a marine biologist they no. called him something else yeah oh my gosh he was, he was hilarious funny. right he was my favorite he was so <laughs> funny and he's like i need more alcohol <laughs> more alcohol so wait 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 when you watch this <laughs> yes do you not have uh do you not have the cc captions on no i didn't see th- i oh, have so that's to. the difference okay and that's why i pick up all the words okay that's why because i'm yes. like i'm getting most of them and <laughs> i understand what's going on and it, it's good so that's probably why i have no idea yeah. what that word was that they were saying yep. and i just that's why I kept, it, it I kept like, on popping up so you guys i'm old and i love reading my word <laughs> my movies <laughs> <laughs> so i have i have closed caption on every single thing i watch it drives my husband crazy um <laughs> but i have to watch it with it because it's that helps me i don't know uh-huh. but you know what's funny i was also going to say what drives him crazy which i didn't have him watch this movie his his pet peeve is when people act drunk <laughs> he hates it so i that's all that was in my head was like is she good at acting drunk is Aww. she believable and uh-huh. most of them are yeah. most of them are i love the old guy the old one that like first found the creature yeah yeah you know? yeah he was funny he was hilarious yeah. and he definitely played a good old drunk guy yes yeah like he was my favorite but the scientist was a little Smith. over the top. Oh, but it was so funny. But it was though. funny. It was so good. And um, the girl, she was the the main girl, who I think is a what's it called when you're when you kind of have somebody that looks like somebody else as an actress doppelganger. 
kind of, I guess. Okay. Uh, poor man's. They, we call it the poor man's actor or actress. That's what my husband oh, and I call Oh, okay. I gotcha. I got you. So they, they want somebody that is this person-like, exactly. yes. but they don't want to pay the dollars for that person. Yes. So then they hire like, a stand-in that like, looks just like them. Exactly. Okay. So she's the poor man's. And I think her name's Lily. Oh, God, I don't know her last name. She was Pamela Anderson. Oh, yes. Lily Collins. No, not Collins. See, Lily. Um, but yes, I know who you're you know talking, who about. talking about. She's in Yesterday as well. I don't know that. Oh, you don't know Yesterday? How do you not know Yesterday? It's so good. Yesterday is the story of, okay, this is not horror, but if you haven't seen Yesterday, okay. watch it. We own it. But uh, it's a British film, and it's the story of what happens if all of a sudden nobody in the world remembers the Beatles, oh, and nobody oh, in the world oh, oh. remembers anybody, whatever, I remember except this for movie, this one guy. And they, they sing a lot of, yes. Yeah, I, and he I, sings, I, he's yeah. very good singer, yes. and he sings. Anyway, she's the lead actress in that. She's also, you know what she's in that I recognize her from? <laughs> what? Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Oh, really? I haven't seen you that. You have to see that. Okay. Too. Lily James is her Lily name. Lily James. Yes. Does she look like Lily James to you? Uh, yes. I right? sure. Yes. yes. I think so. Hold on. Let's go to her picture. I'm going to show her pictures. Okay. Yeah. So here is her name's Ruth Bradley. Okay. There's, yeah. Okay. I see it. Yeah. Kind of see I it. I see it. Uh huh. Let's go to Lily James. Oh, I know Lily James. I think I know, she's beautiful. I know. She's gorgeous. But. Yeah. Do you see very yeah. uh, kind of similarity? They're very similar. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, that's how I thought. I kept seeing her and I was like, <laughs> she's the poor man's little game. Yes. And the actor looked familiar too, but I don't know what he's in. So uh, what's his name? Richard Coyle. He looked familiar. I don't know what he's in. Let's see. Prince of Persia? Huh. No, oh, maybe I don't know. I know. He looked really familiar to me. Fantastic Beast, The Secret of Dumbledore. He's in that. Oh. He's Aberforth. Okay. I haven't seen that. I know. I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in trouble. We're all like, you haven't seen this. Well, you haven't seen this. Anyway. Um, but yeah, so I chose this movie. I thought it was hilarious, but it was still creepy. The creatures, they did a good job with the CGI, I they thought. They did. Right? Yeah, they Just did. little sucker, blood sucker things. Um, my favorite scene was probably when they were in the cave and they're trying to find it and then they find the big guy. Yeah. I thought that was so cool. That was the first time coming across the, yes. the big mama and they're like, oh. Yes. I thought that was really cool. And there's spooky fun. parts in this movie. Mm -hmm. I thought it was fun. It and was the very premise fun. Was, was fun. Like, mm -hmm. kind of refreshing. Well, because alcohol is poison yes. and these creatures need blood to Pure live blood on and so, water yeah blood and water and so they live in the sea most of the time but when it rains they can come they can go anywhere right that it's raining there's water yeah because yeah, there's water yeah and um so they're the they get the whole town drunk to keep them safe on a rainy night <laughs> <laughs> and it's just really funny it's so good and it moves well it's it's fun paced like i said cgi is great it's beautiful because it's filmed on what's supposedly oh. Aaron Island, but it's just, it's gorgeous. It's so pretty. Yeah. It's so pretty. And um, the creatures when they're first born are really funny too. Yes. I was like, these are like gremlins. Yes. <laughs> they're, they're hilarious. Like, they're all playing around <laughs> in the bar. Um, I think I, I, Ireland and Irish people need to make more movies because yeah, this was awesome. This is fun. Yeah. Um, how many stitches would you give it? Uh, it was fun. I would probably give it like a six and a half, seven. Yeah. 
It was fun. And it wasn't, it's like, it wasn't like horror genre, but it, uh-huh. as a movie in general, I loved it. Yeah, it was like, fun. Yeah. I had a good time watching it. Yeah. yeah. So I give it like a six and a half, seven, two. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Look yeah. at us. We match. We're in accord. <laughs> but yeah, go see it. It's on Tubi for free, guys. Um, support the Irish because it was so much fun. Put on those closed captions if you can't understand. <laughs> yeah. And, and any, if you guys, if there's any Irish listeners out there, which would be awesome for the first place. But if you understand that word I'm trying to figure out and you knew what I'm talking about, tell me what it means. Yeah. Like, I want to know. I should have <laughs> looked. I should have done a little more research. I had no time. Um, yeah. You had no time. <laughs> I had no time. But it's such a fun movie. Yeah. It was fun. I yeah. enjoyed it. It's like yeah. Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, it's very like tongue in cheek. Like they know that the premise is ridiculous. Yes. And they, they lean into it. And they had so much fun with it. Yeah. 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 It's cute. It's very fun. Yeah. Yay. Go see it. Go see it. Guys, that was another fun, amazing episode. Episode 80. I love the haunted pub bar thing. It's always my favorite. Ghosts. Ghosts. I love ghost stories. You want those Roman legions, man. I do. I want to walk through the Roman legions. I want to see if I can feel anything. I'm sure it's got to be like so scary and intimidating, but like being able to see a piece of history move in front of you like that is got to be an awe-inspiring thing, don't right? you think? Yeah. Oh, I would love to witness that. Oh, that'd be so I'd cool. Be, I'd be freaked out, but at the same time, I would be in awe, and I would be like, this is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. So yeah, yeah. so cool. <laughs> Unless you're there every night, and you're like, yeah, I see these oh, guys this is all every the time. time. <laughs> <laughs> you have like a cross guard set up for them. <laughs> Oh, good. Oh, oh, goodness. Okay. Well, Stitchers, I think we have come to the end. Yay! We love you guys. We Thank you, you for listening. And until next time, we'll see you, Stitchers. See you, Stitchers. Uh-huh.